Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Excellent, excellent, 
and all of what he does. <clears throat> For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled Going On to Spiritual Maturity. And we are so thankful that God has shared great insight, revelation, understanding with us concerning this very important topic and concept for it is after we have been saved, after we have been born again, once we have jumped that hurdle, it is now our responsibility to focus on the hurdle of maturity. We looked at Capitol in our outline how that spiritual maturity can be seen. Ephesians 4, 13, 1 Corinthians 3 and 1, capital B. We talked about how worry can prevent maturity, so you want to be careful with that. Luke 8, 14, Matthew 6 and 27. It brings us down to capital C today. Maturity changes your views. Maturity, what? Changes your views. We're going to be looking at the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verse 15. Very important writings the Apostle Paul shared with the saints in Philippi. Philippians, chapter 3 and 15, Paul writes, All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Once again, Philippians chapter 3, verse 15, Paul writes, All of us who are mature should take such a view of things, and that if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Capital C. Maturity changes your views. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bless your name today, Father. We thank you. We Lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting. We reverence you. We honor you. You are awesome in us, in creation, over creation, all around us. You are just simply the great I am. And we give you all glory, Father, all the honor and all the praise. We pray that as we study your holy scripture today, you will once again bless us with revelation, illumination, inspiration, that we might go further in you, go deeper in you, in your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Father, again, forgive us of our sins and our iniquities, which we have all grievously committed against you in one way or another. But we ask that you will continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. We are your little children. We cannot deny you, Father, for we know that you will not deny us. Speak, Father, for your children are listening. We give you glory. We give you honor, praise. We trust you will do these things for us. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen and amen. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 21, Paul deals with pressing on toward the goal. In any in
All right, Saints. I don't know exactly when our uh, uh, microphone cut off here, but I hope that you were you heard the importance of speaking your goals, speaking your goals, speaking, speaking, opening your mouth and beginning to to utter the goal that you have. Paul talks in Philippians chapter three, verses twelve on down about pressing on towards. The goal. Now, as children of God, we should have a goal. We should have a common goal. Now, some of our common goals or some of the common goals that we have as children of God, we have obtained. Others of our common goals, we have not obtained. We need to be real about that and we need to be uh, cognizant and aware of that. Now, there are certain goals that we have we have reached. Let's say you are a pastor out there under the sound of my voice. Well, that, as a child of God, that should have been one of your goals. Well, you've obtained that. Well, you know, you don't want to stop there because not only should your goal should be to be a pastor, but your goal should be to go on and be a perfect pastor. Well, that goal you have not obtained. So there are some goals that we have obtained, and there are some goals that we have not obtained. Paul says in verse 12, not that I have already obtained all this. When Paul speaks of all this, he speaks of all the revelation that Christ has for him, all the insight, all the knowledge, all the maturity. What Paul is talking about is perfection. He's talking about literal perfection in his walk with God. Even though that is his goal, he is honest enough to, to acknowledge that he has not, what, already obtained all this. Now, if you are under the sound of my voice, you too should be honest enough to, to acknowledge that you have not got it all yet. I have not got it all yet. We have not got it all yet. We may be doing better. We may have come a long way. God may be smiling on some things, but understand that we have not yet already obtained all of this or have already been made perfect. But look at what Paul says, and this is what I want to encourage somebody to do under the sound of my voice today. Paul says, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. You say, Apostle, what is, what is the, script, the scripture trying to let us know? That not only do we have a goal in our Christianity, but the Christ of our Christianity has a goal in us. Yes, yes, we should have goals as children of God. There's some places we want to get to. There's some things we want to do. There's some levels we want to reach. Well, you need to understand that our Lord and Savior also has some places he wants to take you to. He also has some things he wants to show you. He also has some things he wants to reveal to you. So just as you and I have goals, you know, I, you know, and I had to share this a lot of times with congregations. I last a lot of times congregations. I'd be like, you know, how many of you all want God to do some things? Go on, raise your hand. Be honest. Right? Yeah, and the air just about everybody hand will go up. Because we all got things we want God to do. We got some money we want God to send us. We got some bills we want God to help us pay. We got some sicknesses we want God to, to, to help heal. We got some crazy family members we want God to, to, to touch their mind, Lord. Please touch his mind. We got all kind of things we want from God. But the thing, 
the same way, praise God, that we got things that we want God to do. God is sitting back saying, Robert, tell my people, there's a whole lot of things I want them to do. So you out there under the sound of my voice, you got things you want God to do. Oh, Lord, I got some things. I got a list of stuff I want you to do. God sitting back saying, guess what, baby? I got a list of stuff I want you to do, too. You out there talking about, I, I just can't, I just can't find a good man. I don't know what that, okay, has a good man, has a good man found, has a man, good man found a good woman? Does he find a good woman in you? So the same way we got what we want from him, that we expect from him, that we require and require and are crying out from it. God is sitting back saying, I got stuff I want from y'all. So just as Paul acknowledges that, that there are goals in his Christianity, he understands that the, the architect of his Christianity has goals for him. Paul says, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Now, the beautiful thing in what we are reading right here is that the goal of Paul and the goal of Christ in Paul's life is the same. That is where some of us run into problems. In other words, we got some stuff we want from God, but it's not the same stuff that God wants. For us. And this is why some of us be unfulfilled in our Christianity and be all upset in our Christianity and, and be all miserable in our Christianity because we want some stuff that, that God don't want for us. We want God to do some things that God don't have any plans of doing for us. We want to go some places that God ain't never planning to take us. Paul's goal in his walk with God and God's goal for Paul in his walk with God were one and the same. And the Bible asks a question in a couple of places. How can two walk together lest they agree? One of the reasons why Paul's relationship with Christ was such a beautiful thing. See, you need to understand some folks' relationship with Christ is a beautiful thing because they, 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 were, they were walking together. They were in agreement. Some folks' relationship, just like some children's relationship with parents, is a beautiful thing. Some children's relationship with parents is a terrible thing. In the natural and in the spiritual. Some people's relationship with pastor is a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Some of y'all's relationship with pastor is a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. Why? A lot of it has to do with agreement. Being on the same page. See, you got to want the same thing. You know, as a pastor, you got to want, first of all, as a pastor, you got to want for your people what God wants for his people. And as, as the people out there, you got to want from your pastor what, what God wants him to give you. We got to got to be agreement. Paul said, "Look, the same thing that I grabbed hold of Christ for is the same thing that Christ grabbed hold of me for, and that's why things is working out real, real good with my Savior and I." My prayer for you, under the sound of my voice, is that things will work out real, real good for your Savior and you. And Paul says, "I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but this one thing I do, I'm forgetting what is behind. One of the marks of spiritual maturity and one of the necessary components of spiritual maturity is learn how to forget some stuff. Boy, some of y'all understand my voice. You, I, I got friends that I have had to let go because them jokers just won't forget. Man, I remember what you did in 1985, Robert Brown. I ain't going to never forget. Well, then, unless me and you, we might have to part then. You got to learn how to forget some stuff, or you got to learn how to forget some people that can't forget some stuff. 
Paul said, one thing I do. Now, I may, I may not be dotting every I and crossing every T. I may not have all this thing just like God wanted. But one thing I'm learning how to do is what? Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. You can never get to what God has ahead of you if you keep right on focusing on what God had behind you. You can never get to what God has ahead of you if you keep right on focusing on what God had behind you. Forget that stuff. Now, I ain't, I'm talking about spiritual Alzheimer's. Yeah, spiritual Alzheimer's. What do you do in Alzheimer's? You be forgetting stuff. I'm talking about a. I'm talking about a spiritual Alzheimer's. Man, forget that stuff. Forget that stuff. It's strained towards what is here. Paul says, I press on toward the goal. Another mark of spiritual maturity is the willingness to press on toward your goal. You can't expect your goals to just fall into your hands, just fall into your lap. You think your ministry just going to fall into your hands. You think a good marriage is going to just fall into your lap. You think it's good. It, uh-uh. it, good things take work. Good things take work. Good ministry takes work. A good marriage takes work. A good family takes work. Good car, somebody's working on it. The good things take work. Press on toward the goal to win the prize. Understand, children of God, there's a prize in this thing now. If you don't see heaven as a prize, see, heaven is a prize. Eternal life is a prize. Now, and this is why they don't make but so many prizes. You can go to the county fair. They ain't made but so many teddy bears. Why? Because they know everybody ain't going to knock down them. them uh, everybody ain't going to hit the target. Everybody going to hit the goal. They don't make a teddy bear for everybody to walk in the, in the, in the amusement park. They, they, they know. That everybody is not gonna hit the target. Everybody's not gonna shoot the, shoot the bottles down. Everybody, so they only make a few prizes because it's only a few people that's gonna get it. You say, Apostle, what you driving at now? Sound like you saying something? Of course, heaven ain't for everybody. Heaven is not for everybody. Paul said, press on toward the goal to win the prize. Press on. Why? Because everybody's not gonna press on. Some people are going to get weak and weary in well-doing. Some folks are going to give up. Some folks, man, I was saved 20 years. Things didn't turn out like I want them. You didn't know God had a breakthrough for you in year 21. This is why the Bible tells us he that is faithful unto death will receive the crown of life. You could no, no. How long, how long, Lord, till you die? That's how long. Oh, Lord, how long I got to live for you? How long until you die? You want the prize? I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now watch this. Look at verse 15. We can make close it. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. See, maturity, not only must you change your views to become mature, when you become mature, you will change your views. It's, a, it's, it's almost, I don't know if it's, you call it a catch-22 or you call it a, uh, I don't know, but in order to mature, you have to change your views in the first place. 
You've got to change. That's what maturity is. It's a change in views. But then once you mature, then you you got to change some more views. So you got to change views to get there, and you got to change views to stay there. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. You say, Apostle, what are you talking about? There's a, there's a mature view of things in the natural and in the spiritual. Why is a little bitty baby wake up 3 o'clock in the morning? Everybody got to go to work. Everybody, a little bitty baby wake up 3 o'clock in the morning, start keeping noise, wake everybody else up in the house. Lack of maturity. Little baby should look, it's about me, it's about me, it's about me. I don't care, you got to get to work. I'm keeping noise, I'm keeping noise because I want some attention. What well, lack of maturity. Well, what happens? As we mature, we understand people got to sleep. People got other things to do. Everybody can't just attend to you all the time, little bitty baby. <laughs> so maturity will will cause your view that there's a view of things that mature and that's why they mature there's a view of things you know there's a there's a view that that mature individuals have when they get stopped by the police and then there's an immature view, and, and, and especially as African-Americans nowadays, this is not a time to have an immature view when the police stop you. Mm-mm. I hope that the Lord just saved somebody's life out there. This is not, We're not living in a generation. We're not living in a dispensation. We're not living in a country where you can afford, as an African-American, to have an immature view of the police when they stop you. No, no, no. That, if, you, if, you, if you didn't have any maturity before... May you have some maturity when the police stop your hind part as an African-American. Because what you may not, may not do is end up home that night. Maturity change your view. Maturity, maturity when the police stop you, say, all right, all right. This is, a, this is an agent of wrath. This is God's servant to do me good, regardless of what color he is or she is. This is God's servant that I have been stopped by. And the Bible tells me that everyone must submit himself to the authorities of uh, to, to the authorities. That's what my, my mature maturity will tell you. I gotta submit to the authority. This is not a time for me to be told to keep my hands in sight and I'm reaching underneath the seat for something. I don't care if I, I wanna bite my donut. If my hands are supposed to be kept in sight, if I don't have a donut in my hand, then I don't bite no donut. Maturity will tell you to follow instructions. Maturity will tell you to shut your mouth up. Maturity will tell you to do what the authority has said. Why? Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 13, everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently. See, that's what some of you all like to understand my voice. You don't like the consequently. Because the Bible says consequently, he who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. You say, Apostle, what you saying now, bruh, you don't sound like a black man. I'm, I'm sounding just as black as I am. What I'm saying is that when you rebel against the police, you are rebelling against what God has instituted. And the Bible says that those who do so bring judgment on themselves. You bring judgment on yourself. The Bible says, for he bears not the sword for nothing. Now, now that was hundreds of years, thousands of years ago when Roman soldiers carried around swords. Well, now they're carrying around, now your you, you, you officers carrying around 9 millimeters. And, and in Nigeria, where I just left, AK-47. How stupid would I be looking like out there arguing? I had two armed guards traveling with me and my, and my team. 
These boys carried AK-47s. You had to move in the car so you didn't bump the AK-47. The AK-47 right in the car while we're traveling. The driver, one-armed guard with AK-47 in the, in the front, right on to my left was a, a guard with AK-47, me in the middle, and the bishop on my right. And I had to watch out because the AK-47 might be poking at me. How crazy would I going to be arguing with you with AK-47? Gun that shoot in the snow, gun that shoot in mud, gun that shoot in rain. Very few conditions AK-47 won't shoot. That's why That's why they like them. Very few conditions AK-47 say, I'll shoot. Be hot, AK-47 say, I'll shoot. Desert, I'll shoot. Freezing temperature, I'll shoot. I'll shoot. He bears not the sword for nothing. He doesn't have that AK-47 for nothing. That's not the picture with armed guards at one of the places. Put it on. Facebook or whatever. So, understand, he who consequently, because God said, look, if you don't understand submitting to authority, then what you will understand is punishment from authority. If you, you don't understand the sound of my voice, if you don't understand submitting to authority, and that's all what's happening to a lot of our, our black folk, I hate to say it. A lot of us don't understand submitting to authority, so we having to understand being punished by authority. Want to cry racism? That's some of it is, but some of it is just your hard monkey, monkey hard head self. Don't want to listen. Some of it, a lot of it is that. Now I know our people now. I know, I know our people now. Don't want nobody tell me nothing. Nobody tell me nothing. I used to be like that too. Yeah, somebody can't tell you something. God put some folk here that will tell you something. God has put some folk here that will. Yes, they will tell you something. Now all of us are mature. See, yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing a whole lot of mature folk that's being shot by the police. Black folk, not mature. I'm not seeing. You know, man, I'm not saying it's none. I'm sure you know. But mature, mature, why? Because you're gonna know how to talk. You're gonna know how to behave. You're gonna know how to conduct yourself in a manner that will get you home for dinner. All of us are well mature. Got my maturity to change your view. Maturity to change your view. And if on some point you think differently, some of y'all out there, black folk got your mouth poked out, I don't don't bleed like that. That's all right. (laughs) God said, look, and if on some point you think differently, that too, God will make it clear to you. God will make it clear to you. Maybe I can't make it clear to you. Maybe what I'm saying just don't sound clear. Just don't sound. God, God said, I'll make it clear. There are some folk who thought the police couldn't really thought in their mind police can't tell me nothing. And some of them have gone on to the upper room. Sometimes God makes things clear to you in this life. And God says, sometimes, Robert, I make things clear to people in the next life. There's some folk out there, I don't believe no hell. I don't believe no hell. Sometimes some folk have hit hell today. God had to make it clear to them that there was a hell. That there is a hell. That there forever shall be a hell. Some so we all don't agree. We all don't see this then part of the but the beautiful thing is this is why we want to study now and we want to get as close to God now, so that God can make more clear to us early. It's better to know something at fourteen than to have to learn it at forty four. It's better to know something two years in the marriage than to have to learn that thing twenty two years in the marriage. We are 
part of why we are studying and, 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 and doing the things that we do is so that God can make more. We want to position ourselves so that God can make more things clear to us. In other words, so God can change more of our views. To my maturity will change your views. Paul said, look, verse 16, let's live up to what we've already obtained. In other words, now, come on now, you know some stuff. You've been in this thing for a while, child of God. You've been in this thing, we've been in this thing, what? For a while. It's some stuff we know now. And it, it, I don't care what you're talking about out there, Black Lives Matter, whatever your group is, black power, more black power to the people. All the I know that you're supposed to submit to the police. I don't care what you're talking about. I don't care where you're marching to. Now, you ain't going to change that. I know that. I, been, I done read enough Bible. I done read enough scripture to know you're supposed to submit to the authorities that exist. Now, you're not going to change that. Somebody, hell no, we won't go. What you mean you won't go? Let us live up to what we've already obtained. God said, look, now, certain things you, you know. Now, it, it, the things that you don't know, God say, I know that. You know, but the, there's the things that you do know, God said, me and you both know that. Let us live up to what we already obtained. Let us position ourselves so that we can mature and God can change more and more of our views. Because what is he changing our views to? He's changing our views to like his. Yeah, what God trying to do is brainwash you. Say, Pastor Hopper, you trying to brainwash you. Yeah, of course I'm trying to brainwash you. Trying to get you to think like God. Trying to get you to be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes, listen to me. I don't understand my voice. If you listen, I want you to hear this good. I'm trying to brainwash you. Oh, sound like that Apostle Brian. How to, no, come on, sound like he's trying to brainwash people the way he be. Yes, yes, I tell you that. Whoa. Trying to brainwash you. God is trying to brainwash us. Brainwash, brainwashing is not is not bad in and on itself. It depends on what people are trying to get you to think. Now, people trying to get you to think something that's wrong or keep get you to think something that's that's evil or sinful, that's that's wrong. But God is trying to brainwash us to get us to think like him. Look at what the Bible says. And if you all think, and if any of you think differently, That, too, God will make clear to you. How does he make it clear? By brainwashing you, by getting you and I to think like him. Why do you think God give us his word? To get you and I to think like him, to talk like him, to behave like him. God bless you, children of God. Have a smile on you. Get your offerings together tomorrow, Sunday, first day of the week is coming up, and we want to be obedient to the scripture. Uh, may God continue to bless each of you, and heaven smile. On you all. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.